Hello, everybody. Greetings. Uh, this is your host with the most from the Third Coast. Welcome to Inside the Northside Podcast, guys. We've made it. It's Friday. We're finally off for the weekend. Well, I'm not off because I have to work. But who cares? Everybody's off. That's, let's have a good time and everything. So I missed you guys. Um, I know we did my pre-recorded episode with Ozeal, but I have a guest who I'm more excited than I have uh, than I had with Ozeal. Um, no, no shade to Ozeal, but um, this guest right here is like she's a she's she's getting she's getting pretty big on TikTok. She's getting her music around here on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, so go ahead, yeah, please introduce yourself. My name. Thank you so much for that great introduction, by the way. I'm like, wow, who is he talking about? I want to know, too. But my name is Janex, and I'm a singer, songwriter, and I'm from Houston. (laughs) Shout out to H-Town. So, Janex, how was your week so far? Busy, busy, busy. I've been really busy with work. So That's the same here. Yeah, which I think it's like one of the hardest things. And I bet you will like you're like managing your work and then like your podcast and everything else that you do. So yeah, yeah. And for people that don't know, you're a teacher, right? Yes, I am. What grade do you I teach? I don't really talk about it, but yeah, I do work in education, and I think it's also I put some of that on social media not as much because i don't want it to be my focus Mm -hmm. but the stuff that i do put i put it so people can see that you can have a normal job and you can also be following your dreams yeah of course exactly um what grade do you teach i teach i'm not gonna go like exactly into it but i do work in elementary level okay okay so it's like the little kid the younger one yes hey that's that's awesome um that's great that you're in education you know um where did you graduate because i know i saw like a a video montage of you you were graduating did you go to u of h i went to texas tech i actually studied political science oh nice my cousin she just graduated uh, from texas tech she went there okay cool that's it's pretty cool um so um where did your love of music really start because i know when we talked before you -hmm. said that you grew up in the church so i guess that's kind of where it started but is is that really where it started in church so i wouldn't say it started in church that definitely helped it evolve Mm -hmm. um so when I was little, like, I would literally sing everything. Like, it would come to a point where my mom would be like, okay, Mijita, we're playing the quiet game because I would drive her nuts. Like, she would be, like, making me, like, breakfast, and I would literally be singing, like, all the ingredients she would be putting. And that was me <laughs> all day. So, I was, she was like, okay, shut the hell up. Like, I'm over you, you know? So, I mean, ever since I was younger, I literally would always, like, sing what was happening, write my own songs, and just, like, sing all day. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, all I can remember. And then I grew up in church, so my mom would send me up, you know, for all the plays, all the choirs, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I really do credit it to what it has evolved because I feel like that's where I got that start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's something that we have in common. Um... I'm a musician myself, um, but I grew up in church. I've been in, I was in church my whole life. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't really, well, I can credit church for my musical, I guess, growth. But mm-hmm. when I was in church, I didn't really didn't sing that much. I was kind of the person that kind of kept to himself, didn't really sing out loud. But until I started playing guitar when I was 10, and at that time we needed music because, you know, Latinos, we, yeah. we need some kind of music. Um, so I just was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I was leading music at like 10 years old. And, um, and yeah, I mean, with my musical growth, I started learning more music and getting into music more and learning more about bands and stuff like that. So um, I can also, like, I can say, like, the church helped my musical growth in a way mm-hmm. so um, to where I was able to play other churches and stuff like that. And so, um, but yeah, that's, that's one thing that we have in common, <laughs> church and okay, music. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like a lot of people in the music industry yeah, of <laughs> have course. somehow, yeah, started in. I mean, like, like Paramore kind of started that way. Um, yes. And other, I mean, other bands, I've, there's so mm-hmm. many, I don't even fucking remember how many bands like started so many, in yeah. church and it's like, that's like, hey, I did that too. <laughs> yeah. Which I like, I, honestly, I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm such a good performer, but I like performing and like growing up at church, you know, like they would be like, you got to say something like while you're up there in worship. Mm-hmm. So now when I do like my music, I feel so much more comfortable one because I write it. Yeah. But interacting with the crowd, it's it's not nerve wracking to me because that's what I grew up doing. Of of course, I, I, so I'm the just, same way. That comes naturally, and the people are like, "You're like really good at that. Like, what do you do?" And I'm like, "No, you guys don't understand. Like, <laughs> my dad would yell at me that I would have to do that growing up. So now it's just like force of habit." I'm. I totally 100% agree. It happens to me because um, I was leading church at my, my uh, I was leading the worship at my cousin's church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you just said, you always kind of have to like say something during like that worship time. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here's that <laughs> moment where I have to say something. So it's like I have that second nature as well. Because when I used to perform in other bands, um, I would always have to talk because the other guys didn't know how to talk. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I guess this prepared me for this then. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, you, you write all your music. That's what you said, right? Yes, I do. When did you start writing your music? Like your own music? Um, so when I was in middle school, I started writing poems. Mm-hmm. And when I was in middle school, my parents also started sending me to a music school and one of the classes that you had to take there was a songwriting class. Okay. And it just it just turned out that I was really good at it. Like that's probably what I'm best at. And I, I didn't know that. Like I was so good at it that so we would have to do it every sat- Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it was like from seven a.m. to three p.m. It was literally like another school, but just for music. So it was like all kids, and we were all middle school age. So it's like you know when people don't do their homework. Like, people would pay me to write their songs. (laughs) Yeah, right before class. Um, And, like, it it literally got to so many kids would ask me. And the the music school was actually, like, a Christian-based school. Mm -hmm. So, like, they didn't listen to any, like, non-Christian music. So, like, it got to a point where, like, 10 kids would ask me, like, every single day, like, on the spot, write a song, right? 
So I would write like a good six and then I would be like, okay, I don't know what I can pull from my ass now. So I would like literally like my favorite songs, like I would have loved Rihanna at that time, Paramore. Like I would mix in like their lyrics because mm-hmm. I know our teachers would have absolutely no idea who they were. Yeah. And I would be like, here, like I did the chords for it, the lyrics, they're never going to know. So wow. that's just kind of how that started. That's crazy. For me, songwriting is really hard because it's like... I have so much stuff to pull from, but it's mm-hmm. it's really a gift. And it's really like that special part of your like mind where you can just like boom, 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 done. Me, I can like write music and like write it like the intro song. That's all me. I did that oh, myself. Cool. So I can do that. Um, but writing music and writing lyrics and stuff like that is really hard for me. I maybe have written like four songs in my whole life that were pretty decent. So. Hey, that's good. That's good, though. But, I mean, you probably have, like, millions of dollars in songs credit now. <laughs> Writing credits <laughs> from all those kids. <laughs> They're probably like, dang, she wrote all my songs. And like, hey, can you sign this for me? <laughs> <laughs> so you went to a Christian school that you were saying, or you, you kind of was like a Christian school? Um, So I, like, went to public school. But okay. there, on the weekends, on Saturday, my parents would take me to this music school. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. I wish my parents would have done that. But, I mean, it was just totally different. I didn't really think that music was going to be the one thing that I wanted to do until I got into high school. And um, Mm -hmm. so when I got into high school, really nobody was playing, I guess, their instruments or stuff like that. People knew how to play, but they would never bring, like, their guitar or whatever. So um, my sophomore year... Was it my freshman year? I think it was like my sophomore year. This guy brought a guitar and he doesn't know how to play a lick of anything. So I get it and I'm just tuning it and I'm like, okay. So I start playing and like their minds exploded. They're like, what? We've never seen anybody like play an instrument before, I guess. Um, So they were like, play a song, play a song. And I'm like, I don't, okay, whatever. And I would just play some random things and they thought it was like freaking. Chris Stapleton or something. I don't know. (laughs) So I kind of like, at that moment, I was like, yeah, I want to do music. I was ready to like go to um, a school that had a music program in college and everything like that. But Mm -hmm. I kind of chickened out. So I pretty much um, was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it the old school way and start playing in bands and learn my way up through the music scene in Houston. Um, But I think honestly... (laughs) I think that that's the best, like, for anything, not just music, like, getting hands-on experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, um, like, that way you learn, like, mm-hmm. the do's and don'ts. Because if you just go to college and then come back and I'm like, hey, I'm a music producer, or hey, I'm a this and that, and you yeah. have no clue what, what the hell's going on and what not to do, it's kind of like, well, shit, I should have learned from the streets. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to college, I, like... I didn't do anything with music because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was really discouraged at that age because I was just like, um, music, like, let's be honest, it's a very hard industry to make a living out of if you don't, like, blow up and go, um, like, mega big. Yeah. Um, like. Yeah, I know how that is because uh, my uncle went to college for um, music producing, like, to be a music producer. Yeah. And um, he graduated and everything, and he ultimately never got to use it because it's a hard industry to get into, and it's 
it's always kind of wishy-washy in a way. It's kind of like, hey, this is what's going good, and then it kind of like, you know. Yeah, it's like you really, really have to love it. Like, I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. Yeah, of course. Me, in, in a way, I was like, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Let's, let's make a band. And I had the dreams of like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna play all around Houston, and we're going to tour, and we're going to write songs, and this and this and that. That was my dream um, uh-huh. up until... 2017 and um uh, so i was in this i was in a couple bands i'm in a spanish rock band i was in um like an alternative metal band before that's cool and i mean it's cool um until you see the My youtube God. videos <laughs> no one's gonna see his butt <laughs> i mean it was cool and like i said until you see the the, the youtube videos that are up there and it, we were just not that great but um oh. that didn't um deter my spirit from like wanting to like be in that and that uh that scene mm-hmm. um, until the last band that i was in um some s- drama happened i think i've talked about it in, in previous episodes before um but some drama happened and i ultimately got out and um I ultimately had to like rethink like what did I do I really want to be in music do I really want to pursue that dream and uh, ultimately I had to give up I gave up on it like doing that and then kind of started the podcasting but um, this episode is not about me so <laughs> we're going to talk more about you anyway so growing up you grew up in the church you were singing and this and that um, did you play any instruments too or were you just mainly just singing yeah I play the piano i still play the keyboard Mm -hmm. um so when i'm writing like when i want to figure stuff out i definitely use my keyboard not that great on it to be completely honest like that's the thing like i feel like everyone's good at a certain thing like instruments were always super hard for me Mm -hmm. so i mean i can get by on the keyboard but and i can like sing and play at the same time time like easy songs but not like anything hard <laughs> it's it, it, the same I, I i agree with you it's sometimes it's hard trying to sing and then play and then think what's the next move um so growing up who were like your musical artists that you listened to at the time growing up like when you were in church and stuff like that okay so i listened to a lot of stuff in spanish um growing up up until the age of five, I actually wasn't allowed to listen to any non-Christian music. They would call it, like, world Worldly music. music. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So, growing up, like, I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite singer at the time, her name was Jackie Velasquez. She's a Christian singer. I, I, I don't remember her. Yeah. I know. So I used to like love Jackie Velasquez when I was like in kinder. Like you would ask me like what I want to be when I grow up. And I would tell you Jackie Velasquez because around that time, like she's still a Christian singer, but yeah. her songs are getting played on like normal radio stations, not just Christian radio stations. And like she was in movies with Sofia Vergara. Like she was like almost like a pop star yeah. it just happened that she also did christian music so i would never be like i want to be a singer because in my mind like a singer was like you know just the ones in church mm-hmm. and i was like i want to be jackie velasquez like she did movies she <laughs> sings she dances like that's what i wanted to do she was a so, big deal 
It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah, I'm glad you like. I always like mentioned that, and everyone's like, "Oh, like no one ever knows who she is." I grew up. I mean, I grew up in a not a white kind of church, but I grew up in a church with Latinos. My parents listened to. Jackie Velasquez. I don't know if you know this other band named Salvador. I used to listen to them a lot. Yes. That those that's my influence in you growing up. You know, we listened to like the Newsboys and Oh yeah. Um, and Newsboys, all of them. Yes. I mean, I know that world. That world is like, very skillet skillet is actually really good. Yes, okay? they are. <laughs> People bash on them. They're like, oh they're you know. It's funny because I was listening to this um this video and they were like, you know, a lot of people didn't really listen to Christian music because that it was kind of corny, but I'm like, if you only knew what we were really listening to, like Skillet and and, and all these other bands that were really, like, really Evan good. Like, Evansense is also a Christian band. A lot of people yeah. don't know that. Yeah, they started off as that way, and people were, people yeah. were like, huh? Yeah. It's funny that, that, that we, we know that world, and that people kind of like, huh? <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely my very first, like, big influence on me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I remember she came to when we had Kmart, and my parents took me to Kmart so she could, like, sign a picture, and I have a picture with her and everything. Like, really? I was obsessed. Did you tell her that yeah. I want to be like you? Uh, I don't know. I probably was too nervous. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Uh, I should have yeah. said it. <laughs> well, so Jackie Velasquez is one of your influences. Who else was one yes. of your influences as well? Um, and then and then my parents like started you know, listening to more stuff. And my mom played a lot of Shakira growing up, a lot of Christina Aguilera, you know, like the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I was very influenced by, like, the crossovers happening at that time. I thought that was really cool, which I think reflects on stuff that I write now because mm-hmm. it's in English and in Spanish. Um, and my mom used to play a lot of Celia Cruz, which is, like, salsa. Yeah. So just a lot of different Spanish music and then when I got into middle school then I got into like my emo stage mm-hmm. and it was like asking Alexandria, Paramore, Skillet, Evisense, um yeah a lot of stuff like that. So were your parents kind of like well in a way where they're like you can listen to that but mm-hmm. be careful what you know you don't listen too much because it's gonna have like that worldly influence on you and stuff like that yes and no so by that time okay so like i don't know it was weird i grew up pentecostal and then out of nowhere my mom was like okay i'm not gonna wear spirits anymore and i'm gonna start dancing and then she opened like eight dance studios so (laughs) it it literally went from like this to like okay sis like was wearing crop tops you know so it was like that but i was still going to church like we were still very involved Mm -hmm. so they did let me like experiment with different sounds that I listened to, but it was always like, don't get too influenced by it, you know. So yes, I did hear a lot of that growing up. Uh, that's <laughs> so funny that we we have that because it's like my parents were the same way. When I started playing guitar, I kind of got into like Metallica and like oh, just yeah. wanted to like like rock out. He's yeah. Growing up. My parents, you know, I grew up in church, so we listened to a lot of Christian music and stuff like that. But, you know, occasionally you listen, you grow up, we live in Texas, so of course, like, Stejano music, like, Selena, Emilio, David Ligard, and all them. So, we listen to uh, both, and I'm like, okay, we're not supposed to listen to that music, but we're listening to this, but it's okay. So, it was like, 
you know, but it was cool because my parents let me, like, like your parents let me explore my musical interest. And when I got too kind of heavy, they were like, you need to be careful. You can't listen to that. Did the worldly influence? And I'm like, okay, listen. Okay, this is just me growing up. You did the same thing at my age. Yes. And, and, you know, ultimately my parents kind of just backed off. And now, I mean, they listen to, you know, the music from when they're growing up. But we still listen to, I listen to a lot of more Christian music. But um, I realize now it's kind of all just copy and paste. So yeah. I kind of, I go looking for other stuff that's same genre, but just different. So, mm-hmm. um but yeah, like I said, I I, I totally understand what you, what, you know, what <laughs> yeah. you read through and stuff like that. Um, so you have Jackie Velasquez, and then who else? Like when you started experimenting different sounds, who was kind of like the one person that kind of stood out to you the most? I know you said Shakira, but um, you said I'm Christina Aguilera as well, right? From yes. So from growing up, I would say yeah, Jackie, Shakira, and Daddy Yankee for sure. Um, and then recently it's been like more the newer Latin mm-hmm. artists for sure. Um, Selena is a big one too. So yeah, just different things. But I think what really motivated me to even start my music, my last year of college we went to south by southwest Mm -hmm. as our spring break trip and i had never been to south by i mean i had heard of it growing up in texas but i didn't really know what it was Mm -hmm. like i didn't realize it was for newer artists and i think that's something that i didn't understand because when i was in middle school that's kind of where like distro kids started but it was almost like a hidden secret on how to use it if that makes yeah. sense like now everyone knows like there's different things i can use to put out back then like you knew there was these like unsigned artists but it was almost like how are they putting their stuff out yeah. you know um so when i went and i realized what an upcoming artist was i was almost like wait I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like me comparing like them to me and just like, I just need to go for it. So um, when I was there, I saw Carol G and I was like, before she was like as big as she is now. Yeah. Um, And that's when women in reggaeton started coming more. Cause when I was little, the only one that I knew was Evie queen. Yeah. And when I saw her, I was kind of like, I can do that, you know? Yeah. So that really, just that experience was what gave me that push. Because like I said, when I was in college, I kind of like abandoned it. I was like, there's no real reason to make an income unless I blow up. And that's like one in a million. Again, still the mindset of like, I seen artists that are unsigned but i don't know how they do it yeah because now it's like you youtube it and the answer is there back then it was kind of like someone really did have to tell you like hey soundcloud then that then this so i don't know i think that's what kind of altered my way of thinking for that so when did you ultimately start your music career um about three years ago 
three years and a half, I started putting out music. Okay. What was the first song that you put out? I put out, actually, my very first song ever, I took it out because it was trash. Really? But the, the, the first one that I have is Diablita, which I posted that one, like, three months after my very first one. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. you wrote the music. Did you do the music yourself, or you had somebody like help you with the no, music? No, actually, I bought that from Beatstars, which is oh, another really? funny thing. Do you know? Um, she's a Houston artist, Lily Aviana. Her, I might have heard of her. I she sings R and B, and like, so I was in Lubbock, okay, which is like when like all this Houston stuff, how you know today started happening. Mm-hmm. So I come back from. Lubbock from four years and I come back and Houston is completely different like there's a music scene when I left there was not a music scene mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, and, it totally changed like within uh a while because I remember I was still like from the in like 2013 maybe no maybe like 2011 2012 and then from like 2012 to like 2017 it changed the whole big yeah so I was out of here so I I 2014 2018 I was not in Houston Mm -hmm. so I come back and it's completely different but I literally don't know what BeatStars is I literally don't know what DistroKid is I don't know what Studio Time I I don't know shit Mm -hmm. like I don't know anything so I like reached out to her because I saw that she was putting out music and she was like doing stuff that I was interested in and she literally gave me like a, a DM back and I, like, don't know this girl. Like, I've never yeah. met her in my life. I just saw that she was doing that. And she was like, well, you should go on BeatStars. But she's, like, not telling me it's BeatStars.com. So, like, I'm like, wait, what is <laughs> She's like, oh, it's a website where you go. And you just, like, look up any beat that you want. Yeah. And I was like, wait, really? So, yeah, my that song, I got the beat from BeatStars. Really? Oh, okay. So, that kind of lit the fire under your... I guess, musical feet, and you were like, okay, what do I got to do next? What, what did you do ultimately after you put out your first song? So, okay, I one of my biggest influences is Lana Del Rey. Okay. Like, and you probably would hear a lot in my songs. So when I first started putting out music, when I'm telling you that one that sucked, it was like a slower song. Okay. And my mom sat me down, and my mom, like, no tiene pelos en la lengua, like, she's not going to lie to you. And she was like, mija, um why do you have a slow song? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I like love slow music. She was like, yeah, but like if you turn on the TV, you don't see anyone with slow songs like blowing up like that. She was like, people go to concerts to see performers. She was like, you can sing as great as you want. And she was like naming like artists that have like slower songs. And she was like, for example, she was like Mark Anthony, like, you know, my mom's example. She's like, Mark Anthony seems better than J-Lo, but who are people going to go see? J-Lo. Because she's a performer. Mm-hmm. She was like, so you need to be a performer. She was like, yeah, you can sing, but you need to learn how to be a performer. And I was like, you know what? You might got a point. <laughs> she, and she was like, do reggaeton. Like, you've always loved reggaeton. Like, that's what's like my mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what's popping right now, blah, blah, blah. And then I like thought about it. You know, lady, you might got a point. <laughs> so that's like when that switch started. And then Diablita is a reggaeton song. Um, but you will like my vocals and I tell everyone like are not reggaeton. Like yeah. my vocals are definitely dream pop and you'll hear those influences in, in there too. But I mean at the same time, 
I'm Hispanic. I grew up with all that music. And then like we were saying, we wanted to explore our own sound. So it's like what I listened to growing up, what I listened at home. So that's what gave me that push. Cause I'm like, I can't be the only crazy one <laughs> that listened to all this stuff. So that's kind of what I do now. I kind of yeah. like mix it to my liking. Exactly. Like, like I was saying, you know, my whole Christian music influence. And then when I got into, you know, playing guitar, I got into metal and hard rock. But the one person that really did influence me out of all of them is John Mayer. His songwriting, okay. his his guitar playing, the melodies um, really kind of like took me on a trip. And I was like, wow. So everything that I kind of do and sing in a way is kind of like that. I'm not trying to like rip him off, but like he's one of the huge main influences on my music as well. Um, but I like that your mom was like, "Look, it's you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta beep it up, you know. You gotta, you can't do that. I mean, that's 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 a good motherly uh, advice too, and also manager advice as well. So, <laughs> but um, so what was the first show that you ever performed? Oh, okay, I was like actually very nervous. My first show that I ever performed. Which, like, like I said, like, I grew up in church. Like, when church is a really big church, but that's that was not my music. You mm -hmm. know, it was, like, other people's songs. So my very first show, I don't know. She doesn't do these shows anymore, but her name is By Breezy. She used to host these, like, showcases. Okay. I, I, it was, like, yeah, like, in like in Eastside, pretty close to, like, uh, UHD. Oh, okay, okay. And you would pay, which... Like, any new artist listening to this, I completely don't recommend you to do those. Don't do the showcases where you need to pay up front. I promise you, you can get another show. Like, that's not your only or last choice. So just mm -hmm. word of advice throwing it out there. So you would have to pay, like, 50 bucks per, like, song, I think. What? Something like that. Yes. And trust me, like, when I tell you, like, there is, like, over 25 artists going. Hey, so yo, she was, like, that's a lot. $50 per song. I'm sorry, it was too loud. I meant to put it loud, a little lower. No, you're fine. It's some <laughs> bullshit. Like, that's like ripping off new artists. I, I don't. That's crazy. I would, me, I would have been like, you can go, you can take that left, take a right, and go fuck yourself. I ain't, I'm not paying $50 per song. I would just done one song and that's it. <laughs> so what I did was I like did a mix mm -hmm. of like two songs that I had and they didn't tell me anything. Um, But. That was when I realized what the music scene is like. Mm -hmm. So we live in Houston. It's very much rap dominated. Really. Yeah. And that really was. And I was, there was only another girl. <laughs> there was like over 25 performers. So I was not ready for that. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, I, I went in like completely knowing anything. But it was really good. Like, everyone loves me, even though, like, I was, like, one of... Because even the other girl did rap. The other yeah. person, um, only person not doing rap. It went really well. And that's when I realized, like, okay, I could do this. I feel like maybe if that would have gone wrong, I maybe would have given up. But it went so great um, that I realized how much I had missed being on stage and it was a new experience because I had never performed one of my songs in my life yeah. until that point. 
Yeah, I, I feel that I have that feeling too where it's like I miss being on stage. I miss um, having getting ready for a show, getting the pre-show jitters and just going up there and, and, and having fun and, and still being scared. I miss, I miss that feeling, but um, I guess some things just, you know, were meant to be it for one time and then, hey, maybe it might happen mm-hmm. later on. Who knows? But um, so tell me, how, you, how did you meet Sivani? Because I know he produced one of your songs. Oh. Yeah, um, so the way I met him was Gio Chamba reached out to me because Gio Chamba does cumbia Mm -hmm. about um, doing a cumbia song together because I had one prior to the one with them. Yeah. I mean, of course, I was going to say, yeah, like they're pretty big in Houston, Gio Chamba. So I was like, yes, of course. And then Gio and Savani are friends. So then... Savani reached out to me. So I already had like a song with Gio and then Savani reached out to me, which I was like freaking out. Yeah. And like, wants a song with me? Like, who knows me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm very involved with all my songs, like the producing of it. Mm -hmm. I'm very like meticulous with the sounds that I want. So I like, he sent me some stuff. And I sent him some stuff back. And then we worked on it. And I actually went to Corpus. We have another song coming out in a couple months. Mm-hmm. But I went to Corpus. And we recorded it. And yeah, we worked on it together. And Gio did the guitar for it. Really? Oh, nice. That That's pretty cool that you get to work with these two up-and-coming people. I mean, like I said, Gio Chamba. I've been following Gio Chamba since they first started. Um I, I really dug their first album and the other stuff that they came out with. Um, shout out to Gio and Coffee. Um, yeah. You guys are great. And then, of course, shout out to Sivani or Principe Q, as he's called. I mean, the dude's fucking awesome. I had him on my podcast. Yeah. He's so I, humble. He's so down to earth. He's so chill. That's cool. I mean, it, it, to think that the, per, the family that he's a part of um, mm-hmm. is like... You know, I know, and then I'm like, for them to be like, let's do a cumbia song. I was like, me? Like, <laughs> I sure. Oh man, that, but that's awesome. That's like once in a lifetime experience, like to like experience stuff like that with people who who love the same music as you and want to work with you. And like, fuck yeah, let's work with this chick. She's gonna probably gonna fucking blow up, and then we're gonna be like performing for her. And I mean, even stuff like that, you know. But it was so cool. Like, I just, like, was so shocked that he is so nice. Mm-hmm. Both of them are so, so nice. Um, yeah, it was a good experience. So I really like that song. I really, really like that song. And then the next song we have coming out is actually my favorite song that I've ever worked on. And I'm still working on other stuff with other people. But the one that I have coming up is, like, literally my favorite song ever. Oh, well... I'm excited to hear that. I really do enjoy your music. I, I think it's like, it's cool because one of my friends was like, have you, cause he was just being stupid. He was like, do you even listen to your music, bro? And I'm like, of course, too. I'm like, it's great music. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's her, your voice is really great. Like I said, it doesn't match with like with the thing, but it, it blends so perfectly. It does. And like your songwriting and the, you can clearly hear the influences. Um, the the crossover between Spanish and English and, and stuff like that. so it's like I mean why wouldn't anybody like it of course <laughs> thank you 
Uh, okay, so you work with Gio, you work with, with Sivani, um, and then where did you go from there? Did you start hooking up with other people in Houston, or did other people reach out to you? I mean... Um, so, yeah, I worked with them. I now, so, like I said, I started with, like, you know, buying beats. I don't have yeah. to do that anymore. People are interested <laughs> enough to, like, send me beats. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely working with other people. I've worked with Tez. He doesn't live in Houston no more. He lives in L.A. now. Yeah. So, I've worked with Tez. I'm working with the new producer from Houston. His name is Alex Kisar. And he actually does cumbia and, like, um corridos tumbado beats okay. which like really rare to find um so yeah just like different people but it's cool it's like it's just a humbling experience to have people tell me like hey can i do a song with you and i'm like me like yeah. you really want to be like who the fuck am i <laughs> so like that's just so cool to me i i would be cool to me too i would be like no way you want to write with me you want to play that that's that's very awesome. I wish I could be in your shoes because it's like you're having just a fucking great time. I mean, I see like, you know, you you post on TikTok, you're you're doing your shows and you're showing like your behind the scenes, like your your road that you're going on, you know, recording and writing music, and it's like it's great. It's great to see that you know coming from another person who 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 loves music just as much as I do. So thank you. Yeah, and I and I just like. I really like to share as much as I can because like I was saying, I feel like all of that was so gatekeeped when I was growing up that I just want people to see that you can really do anything. It's just a lot of hard work. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's just going to come to you eventually. <laughs> Reality of the truth, like sometimes it never comes. Yeah. Um, but you just have to be willing to know that and put in the work behind it. Yeah, you got to. You got to do long practices. You got to do the bad shows that come with the good yeah. sometimes, the awkward shows. I've done some very awkward shows. Uh, yeah. And, and like dance now in my shows, like a, a year ago, I mm. added the dance and I have two dancers. And that's like a whole new experience in itself. So like when we do those awkward shows, it's even more awkward. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had people like copy our moves. Yeah. And have to like you know keep going <laughs> so do you do all the um what's it called the um the dance moves yourself do you the choreography i'm sorry that's the word do you do the choreography yourself or you have somebody that um, like does it one of yeah no one of my dancers and she's my really close friend she's a choreographer and she does the choreography but again like i'm just like really meticulous with everything so everything goes like through me mm -hmm. as well so i am very involved in it too uh, but man it's hard to sing and dance at the same time it's I, I believe it i see it sometimes <laughs> where you kind of like i see some people like they're dancing and then they're singing and then they forget what they're doing because they're so dan there's so much dancing and they're like oh wait i, for yeah. I forgot i'm singing a song <laughs> <laughs> so what can you share one of like the most awkwardest like if you have any awkward or um bad ex shows experience that you you've done or have had yeah <laughs> I we had one in this we had in the summer was like two back to back shows. One was like in an, in one location, the other was another one. So like the first one was in this club in Houston, and the crowd was and there was like other artists. Everybody else was rapped, and like if you listen to my music, you know like that's not me. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so then it comes to me and then another thing it was like half of them were you can tell they spoke Spanish and the other half was not. Mm-hmm. So, and I go on like with my girls and I'm like, how are you all doing? Because, you know, like always talk and it's like literally like complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like not getting up. So I'm like, okay, like it's getting lit. Like, woo, like, well, like, you know, like barely. Yeah. So like that was awkward. But I just, I don't know. I think that's important. I'm like, I don't care how awkward it is. It has to be an experience. Like, I don't care if they go home and tell someone, like, how bad this chick was. At least y'all are talking about me. <laughs> you know, like, that's exactly. just, like, what I think. And, um, yeah, we did it. And, like I said, the crowd was literally divided to, like, people that knew Spanish and people that didn't. And then there was this guy literally in the front of the row. And he was, like, mimicking our every move. And by then I was kind of annoyed, but I mean, like, <laughs> what can you do? You just like keep going. It's like, sir, and please then, stop. <laughs> no, literally, literally, that's like literally all I, I want to like to like use my teacher voice and be like, no, do not do that. But you just have to keep going. And yeah, that was awkward. And then it got to the point because I walked um, on the stage as well. Yeah. Where I just had to stop going to that side because it was that bad and I just like focused on the side that was like dancing with us that was getting hyped and I mean like that was awkward and I almost felt bad doing that but I was uncomfortable so yeah that was my most awkward one and then the next day we got a show at some other place and it was like an outdoor okay and it was like super hippie um, so, like, here I come, like, super energetic, like, cumbia, reggaeton, and they're, like, literally, like, they're, they're literally, like, sitting on the grass barefoot, and they were really nice, like, they were vibing, but I just felt like I was, like, so much for them, or, like, too loud, that they were probably, like, damn, this girl's hurting my ears, <laughs> but it was, like, a back-to-back on, like, one weekend. That's crazy. Was that, like, you said that was the summer, right? Yeah, it was in the summer. Okay. I've had some I've had some crazy ones. Um I've had two. One of them happened with a band that I was with before I got stopped doing music uh Soli. Um so we met this guy named Harley. This is a white guy. He's pretty cool. He was really chill. He was like, Hey, I'm gonna start a beer garden in spring. So we're like cool, you know? And um He's like, yeah, I want you guys to play my first opening of the beer garden. So we go. It literally looks like an abandoned house. So we walk in the back, and there's, like, another little mini house, like a little outhouse. And then, like, a, a what looked like to be a stage. And everything was just kind of, like, trashed out. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I'm getting murdered. <laughs> so we go into the little mini house in the back. And it has, like, a bar and everything. And we're just sitting there. And I'm, like, anxious because I'm, like, what the hell's going on? We're, we're playing here. Nothing looks like it. Like, it looks like a beer garden. Um, so we smoked. And I was, like, whatever, to get rid of the jitters because I was, like, I'm anxious. I'm not going to perform well if I'm nervous. Yeah. Um, and um, I was, like, okay. So I played high. I was like baked high. I yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't even remember what I was doing at the moment. I remember like 
where I was, but I was like, what song are we even playing? And I looked at him, and I'm like, what are we playing? He was like, we're done. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I literally was just high that whole moment. I didn't even. And then the lights went out. <laughs> the power went oh out. Oh, my gosh. It happened twice. Cause we ended, yeah, the power went out, like the whole little area. And I was like, okay, whatever. That's, that's weird, okay. So we play again like a couple months later. And he has a nicer stage. He's got sound equipment and everything. It looks real nice. Um, so it was like three, us and three other bands. So we're playing. We couldn't even get uh, through with the first song because the power kept going out again. It went out like six times through the whole through our whole set. Oh my gosh! That probably threw all. Like, what would y'all do? Just keep going from the part we all left off. Start um, over. We would try to, or we would just be like, let's play the next song. <laughs> Because it, yeah, it threw off our groove because I'm more of the mover. I like, you know, getting energetic. I like jumping and doing stuff like that. The lead singer is more kind of to himself, but he he kind of moves a little bit. The bass player was just kind of boring. Um, and uh, we had added, added a new guitarist, and she was a younger girl. She was like, like 15, 16, but she could play. So we're all just like, we're all different, but it, we're grooving. We're getting into that... that um, like we're all getting in one and then it cuts off again and I'm like really so we I don't think we even finished our set we just like that's it yeah it was really embarrassing but it was like could be worse (laughs) yeah I always say that I'm like okay it could be worse you know and it was like I think at that moment I knew I was like yeah, I'm, I'm probably just going to want to start my own band. <laughs> but, I mean, we did play some really good shows. Um, have you ever heard of Fitzgerald's? Yes, I have. So we played two shows there. Oh, okay. Um, luckily, I mean, I was the one that really did all the booking and stuff like that. I would reach out. I'm more of, I, you know, being the social media kind of type person, mm-hmm. I reached out to people. I'm like, hey, um, you know, hey, we're looking for bands to play with. So the first time we played, I don't even remember the band that we played with, but we played downstairs at Fitzgerald's. So it's kind of like a dream come true for me because I played there a long time ago with that alternative band. We played upstairs, but it was very horrible. So I was like, yes, I'm back here. You know, this is the place you want to play at because it's, it's very historic and a mm-hmm. lot of great people have come through here and played. So we play at the bottom and um, our bass player doesn't show up. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, supposedly, he had court at night, which that's kind of hard to believe. So we pretty much had to play that show, just two guitars and the and the drummer. But, I mean, it was good. It was a good show. So That's good. Yeah. Um, the second time we played, we opened for this Japanese band that was their first U.S. tour. And um, they were kind of like alternative metal kind of metalish kind of rock band so we opened for them and i was like this is a weird mix it's his our music was kind of like bon jovi meets santana meets okay something else i mean he was very like 80s kind of rock so i was like whatever i like that music so we opened for them and that was a pretty good one we did a music video for that night as well um that's dope but yeah it was was a good time (laughs) And then as soon as we get off stage, um, everyone's like, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, we did good. And, he, and the lead singer's like, 
I want to break up from this band. What? <laughs> so we were kind of like wanting to change our name. We were once, he wanted to change the name. At the same time, we were recording an album. And he was like, we're going to change it to this name. Ultimately, it didn't go through because another band had that name. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, well, we're stuck with this name. And um, we were still talking about, what are we going to change your name? What are we going to change your name? And he kind of was just like, I'm tired of the name change. I want to keep it to my name. If it's not under my name, I don't Then he's going to leave. Yeah, he's going to leave. And I'm like, this is your band. <laughs> what the hell? And I think he kind of got like upset. He started saying, well, you guys are just backup. Um, you're just a backup band to me anyways. And I was like, I kind of hurt my feelings. Cause I was like, yeah, I was like, damn, dude. It's like we recorded an album together. We, we I helped you write songs and stuff like that. And I'm like, you're just going to tell me I'm a backup player. Nope. That's, <laughs> that's so shitty. Yeah. So and ultimately, um, I left. They ended up playing the two shows that I booked for them. I didn't even I didn't even go bother going. So I was just like, oh, whatever, you know. Enjoy the shows I booked for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done some shitty shows. I've done some shows. I played a show in someone's backyard. I haven't done that. <laughs> it, so um, it, this is gonna be a quick one. So we were. It was in. A, I was in a Spanish rock band, and uh-huh. we sounded like. Let's let's say we sounded like Creed, but in Spanish, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, so this rock and Espanol band, uh, radio station was, was really into us. We played some shows for them at their little venue, and they were really into us. So they're like, "Hey, we're gonna play for us at a private party." So I was like, "Oh, it's a pool party. All right, you know, we're gonna meet people. We're gonna jump in the pool." Oh. Yeah, we get there, and it's like five, six people. And they're all from, like, the radio station. And um, nobody else was invited. So we all set up. And it was, like, really awkward for me. Because it was, like, I'm playing in someone's backyard. It's And there's a pool. Obviously can't jump into it. Um, I was, like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what is my life now? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Ultimately, I ended up leaving that band, too. Um, well, I got kicked out. That's another story I'll tell you at another time. But, yeah, I ended up getting kicked out, and uh, they're still going today, but um, I don't have any contact with them. But, anyways, enough of that because I talk about that a lot. Um, so, who does all your booking for your shows? Because I'm, I'm kind of interested. I'm like, do you do it? or you do I do them? everything. You do everything. The social media thing and everything. Ah, oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so, you were telling me that you're, you're doing another show um, when is the next time you're doing another show? Oh, yes. I have a show. It's my first show out of town. I've never done a show out of town. Oh, lucky. We're going to give you some praise for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited. It's a good venue and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. Um, and it's during ACL week two. Oh, so I, I'm you got like it good. You got it good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and it's... Um, so I was sick with, I think I told you, I was yeah. sick with COVID. I still have pneumonia and I like am autoimmune compromised. So it has not been a fun time for me, like for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's my first show out of town. It's October 8th. It's um, at Mala Vida, which is like one of the poppin' bars in Austin. 
Um, I don't know if you've seen the pink restaurant that everyone posts from Austin. It's like a taqueria. Um, Is it on 6th Street or? Yes, it's on. Yeah, it's like close to there. Yes. Mm, I f maybe I have. I don't remember. It, I went to Austin like last year but i don't when we didn't go into austin because it was kind of bad at that time everything was kind of like yeah. so closed down but um i think i i think i know what you're talking about i think i remember so that um her name is gabby she owns this the the bar that i'm gonna go to and it's like um a album release party for the artist is called don't i don't know if i'm saying his wrong incorrectly but his name is Doman. it's like d-o-e-m-a-n mm -hmm. and he's verified and like everything really? so because i was sick i didn't realize like how much of like you know an actual deal it was and then i was like telling my friend which is like my choreographer and she was like dude that's a, that's a big deal like why aren't you excited and, like i literally feel like trash <laughs> that i just like didn't realize um but yeah it's it's like i don't know i feel like all these things are happening that I would have never even honestly would have ever even thought for myself which even like to me I'm like back to where I was five years ago that I didn't even know how to upload a song is crazy yeah. to me <laughs> that's crazy I mean I'm very happy for you that's that's awesome to see you know a, a local Latina getting her chance somewhere where hopefully there's some people there that were like hey Let's let's get her name. Let's get her signed. Let's check her out. Let's let's get her to another show here in, in, in San Antonio. Let's get her in Austin. Let's get her in Dallas. Somewhere, you know. Dope. Yeah. But I'm very happy for you. I'm I'm really excited for like all this good stuff that's coming your way. So good vibes. Good vibes. <laughs> that means a lot. Thank you so much. All right. So we have a couple questions that I asked some people on the podcast. So it's like like two or three. So. Um, mm -hmm. If you could work with any artist at the moment, who would you work with? One artist. It could be one or two. We'll say two. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see. Okay, honestly, I want to say Doja Cat because I've been following her for mm -hmm. a hot minute, like before she blew up, like. Um, because I think she's so creative. Oh, my girlfriend's going to get upset because she thinks that like I check out Doja Cat a lot. And I'm like, I like her music. She's like, no, you're just checking out her ad. And I'm like, look, I like you're music. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like her music. Whenever we were like dancing at the club, I stop and I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, she's very, like I said, you're, she's very creative. She writes on her music. She's so witty with her lyrics that you, you really do have to be like, oh, wait, that's what she meant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love that. And, like, she dances, which I think is so dope. Like, I think she just does everything. Like, some of her songs she helps produce. So, it's to me, it's so great to see another female artist blowing up and doing the stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I would love like that's a, that 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 would be a dream. So, Doja yeah. Cat, if you're listening to this, if you are, <laughs> give 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 our girl a chance. <laughs> yeah, I won't let you down. We could do something in Spanish. <laughs> I could actually see that working. That would be. I can see her doing something in Spanish. I could. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even. I'm not even blowing <laughs> no smoke up no one's ass. I can see it. I can see it. 
Um, she's just so that creative, and her music is so good. And I'm like, of course, why wouldn't she do a fucking uh, reggaeton song? You know, why wouldn't she? <laughs> oh, and then another one. Oh, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. I would have to say Los Angeles Azules. They're a cumbia band. Okay, yeah, I've heard, heard of them. Yes, I would love to work with like a whole like. That would be so cool. That'd be pretty dope. I'm not even gonna lie. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be pretty dope to have on stage. Do live? Oh fuck yeah! Yes, that would be yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question is: um, If you could meet any one of your um, idols, who would you meet? The most, the most one that is most influential to you? Living or dead? We'll see both. Okay. Hmm. Um, okay, Lana Del Rey would be one for sure because I would like ask her about songwriting because mm -hmm. to me, like an amazing songwriter. And Selena. That's everyone's. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I just, I mean, she's such a huge influence on everybody. Um, and you wouldn't think like someone who plays like rock music or whatever be like yeah my influence is Selena it's like what oh, cool. yeah I mean her music is just it it crossover to anybody to everybody country rap hip-hop everybody loves Selena and Selena always has like a huge influence on everyone so yeah because essentially what she did all their songs are fusion mm -hmm. like they all have all the genres you know, and they did that so effortlessly that some people don't even realize it. Yeah. Did you watch the show? Yes, I did. Did you enjoy the show or did you were like, mm. I liked it, but I'm like, why the hell is it so low budgeted? I don't <laughs> understand. That would never make sense to me. Why I her wig is all like, like fucked up and everything. Yeah, like, get over. It was like more of like not like, yes, it was funny, but it was almost more like mad about how low budgeted it was. I'm like, there's all these other shows on Netflix that make absolutely no sense. And someone as historical as Selena, mm -hmm. why well, I'll get those wigs? I don't understand. I blame Suzette. I'm sorry, Suzette. Please don't get mad at me. Please don't. <laughs> she was the one that overlooked it. So she was probably like, fuck it. Yeah, let's get her. Let's get her a fucked up wig. Let's make me look better. I'm, I'm just joking. But <laughs> What? Yeah. I mean, it's just so... I enjoyed it. I liked it. I know a lot of people kind of got like, you know, all the back stories in it. That's what I liked the most. That's what I um, I did a review on both of the seasons, and um, I was like, I like how they kind of take you behind the scenes about how everything, you know, like how AB did the music and the influences that he was going through and the stuff and this and that and all the other stuff people don't know about. It was it's a really good show. I mean, other than yes. People complaining about, you know. I love you know. the first season because it showed, I think, like us in the music industry, we understand the struggles because we go through it firsthand. Mm -hmm. But other people kind of like just think music artists just blow up and that's absolutely not what happens. Like when I went to go record with Savani, I had never been to Corpus before. And I went with um, the guy that helps me manage my music and my sister and my first thought and I like said it to them I'm like I don't understand how that girl came from this town there's absolutely nothing here like I just like like me I'm like it's hard in Houston you know 
but there's more stuff in Houston till this day. There's nothing in Corpus. So I can't imagine what it was back then. If I think there's nothing in Corpus now. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of hard. And there's, there's this podcast I listened to. They were talking about like the music stuff during that time, you know, and it was very, I guess, smart of her dad to be like, if we're not going to get popular here, we're going to get popular Mm -hmm. somewhere else. We're going to travel around the country. We're going to get our music out there. And, you know, with Texas, too, during the, like, the early 90s, Tejano was kicking. People were signing yeah. Tejano artists left and right because that was the music genre. And she was kind of like the forefront person to be like, this is it. You know, this is this is our, this is the queen of cumbia. This is the queen of Tejano. This is this is the person. This is it. You know, and it, like I, I, I agree with you. Like even Zavani was like, ain't nothing out here in Corpus. Yeah, that's the first thing I asked him. I was like, so what did you do here growing up? He was like, um, we just go to the beach again drunk. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's, that sounds about right. I have family in Corpus, and they don't really do anything. It's, I went there, and I was like, is anybody here? Yeah, that was my, I mean, like, I grew up in Abasota for a little bit, and it's like a little town. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. But, like, my initial thought was just, like, musically, like, where do you play shows like what do you do you know which yes and I, I know that they traveled and stuff but initially that's where they started like me honestly i would have been like peace out like i'm not doing this yeah yeah i would have probably been the same i was like there's no thing here there's no influence there's no nothing so it's like i'm deuces i'm going to la or whatever <laughs> new york or miami wherever those are the places that everybody usually goes to anyways so um Okay, so you said Lana Del Rey and you said Selena. Okay, uh, what was the next question? I had it in my head somewhere. Um, uh, where do you see yourself musically? Like, if you could paint your picture, like, within five years, where do you see yourself doing musically? Okay, my end goal, my end goal really is to have like my own label mm-hmm. so in five years i would like to be like honestly at, like if i could pick i would want to be in the charts because i first i would like it not just for me because but my ultimate goal is i would like to have a label and me be someone like that and then create it so i can show like other girls latinas women of color that they can be producers that they can be songwriters that they can be their choreographers so like i would love to have something like that that's really my end goal that's a really good end goal i like that idea i like that i because there's really nothing that's like out there for for latinos and especially more women you know because it's kind of like I know women in the music industry and it's kind of like, it's hard for them because people don't really take them serious. And when they do get, you know, get blown up a little bit, get some fire going, um, they, they criticize them. Oh, you're just doing this because you're probably talking to some guy or, you're, you know, so it's like they never really give them a chance. But um, I mean, more people should. I mean, there's so many great musical minds out there that haven't had the opportunity to do anything because they're scared to take that chance because of what's going on you know in the music scene i know a lot of people that on the underground music scene that it's it's crazy Mm -hmm. and you deal with crazy people and things happen and it it sucks because it's like 
I know people, I know friends that, that have to deal with that. And it's like, it's, it's not cool, you know? So having something as, uh, as helpful as that, having your own label where you can help people like that is, that's a great goal. That's a great yeah, goal. Yeah. Like, I just think like one, I obviously love like helping people, teaching people. That's what I do now. But, like, my end goal is to do it with what I love and make an income out of just that. Because, mm-hmm. like, my belief is, like, okay, you're on this planet for a certain amount of time you literally don't know. So, might as well do everything you want to reach that goal. And, like, my end goal would be that. Like, I want to be who wasn't there for me when I was like, how do you do this? Yeah. Or this happened to me at this show. I don't know what to do. I'm the only girl here. Like, I would, I would love to be, like, have a refuge for people like that. Yeah, that's, that's great. I, I hopefully, hopefully you end up doing that, which is, hey, I'll be waiting five years to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, we know about the music you do love. So what's the music you don't love? What's the, like, the artist you're kind of like, I can't get into them. Oh, hmm, who can't I get into? Let me see. Let's throw some shade out there. <laughs> it's not so like, okay, it's not so this artist, I don't like this music because I do feel like I've listened to everything. Like maybe I will say like country, I've listened to it, but I don't listen to it on a normal basis. In high school, I actually really did when I lived in Avisota, but not so much now. Mm-hmm. Um, EDM, like, here and there it's not my preference but i have um but like to me something that like i'm like ugh, is like when there's big artists and they use their voice for like the absolute wrong things Mm -hmm. like that it's that more than a genre like i don't really care about the genre but it's like when these artists literally go on the news to talk about like certain stuff and like First off, like you're a music artist. You're not like yeah, whatever. Like you, you, you're not a journalist. You're not an activist or something like that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, like, whenever they go on rants about dumb stuff that they're like just ignorant, that's something that to me, I'm like, okay, thank you. Next, not listening to. (laughs) You know, like, to me, that's just me as a person. Hey, I mean, everybody has their opinions. So, uh, you know, it could be unpopular. That's one of my segments. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I kind of do agree sometimes where, like, there's artists that go out there on CNN and Fox News. And I'm like, dude, what? No, come on. Come on, Like, man. what you ability know? even have on whatever you're talking about? Yeah, it's like, we're going to save these pink balloon elephants. And I'm like... This is what you're doing instead of writing your album, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I totally agree with that. It's funny you said EDM, because um, when I when it first came, I mean, when it first got big, I was still kind mm-hmm. of like um, in high school because I was what uh, it had to be like 2010, 2011. I was uh-huh. like my sophomore, like my junior, my junior senior year. It blew up, and I was like. This shit is crazy. This is awesome music. And then after a while, I'm like, that shit's garbage. This is insane. I dated a guy that was like super into it. Really? And it was, it was kind of weird because like I'm not super into it. 
So he's and like, he no, be, you gotta listen for the drop. <laughs> he'd be like, yeah, like, listen to the drop. Check this out. And I would be like, oh, cool. <laughs> My cousin was like that. Um, so he lives in San Marcos. It's a small town, so he, you know, the music is, is kind of different. It's not that far from Austin, but... This guy went to Texas State. Maybe it was a thing. Um... Well, he didn't go. To, he didn't go to Texas State. He just he grew up there, and um, yeah, you know, he was he was all about like EDM. He was like, "I'm hype, bro. I'm hype. I love EDM." And, you know, it, so we got into it, and then ultimately, I'm like, "Dude, this is trash." And he's like, "Nah, bro, you don't know anything." Um, but yeah, there's just there's so some. <laughs> yeah, he he would he would get offended sometimes because he would listen. To, it was funny too because we got into like the whole. Uh, DJ Magic and, and and all them little Rob, he was all into that, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I was like, you know, the brother shit is corny, bro. And he was like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about, bro. This is like the legit shit. And I'm like, okay, all right, Josh, that's cool, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, something I can't really get into is, I guess, like country nowadays. It's all pop. It's all copy and paste and it's like great dude you know yeah i they're trying to they're they're trying to move this crossover to where it's like like mainstream yeah and it's it's not that great i like old school country artists i like country artists from the 90s i like chris stapleton i mean i know he's kind of in the mainstream but some of his older stuff it was really good um I listened to a lot of Kenny Rogers mm-hmm. growing up, um, but they have great yeah. songwriting skills too. I mean, some of the country music artists are really good. They're one of the best, I would say, to be honest. Because yeah. um, I'm sorry, the new rappers' the songwriting skills—a lot of them, mm-hmm. not there. No, no, I. <sighs> what's like? What sounds good? Mm-hmm. And like that too but it's not really like telling a story which to me I don't know if it's like being a musician like that's personally I'm like okay like what are they trying to say like I don't really care what they're trying to say it's just like what what are they trying to say yeah just I I have no clue it's just the music industry nowadays where it's just like this is what's popping let's churn out as many artists as we can because usually when I go to Spotify I want to find good music because that's where I usually can find a lot of good artists. <laughs> and I follow this playlist and it shows like all the top songs that came out that day. So I'm like, okay, literally I spend like five minutes skipping because everything <laughs> just sounds the same. Everything sounds bland. Everything's little this, so-and-so that. This, and I'm like, there's no creativity. There's no original music, original artists anymore because I feel like... They were like, no, you're not doing that. You're going to do this. I've even said that There's with people. Industry plant and yeah. industry. He's like, yeah. I mean, I've even said that with like some break of thorn artists where it's kind of like they follow, oh, yeah. the, you know, the, the trend and everything. And it's like, I've gotten shit for that because <laughs> I've said, it, I'm like, uh, your thorn is not as good as it used to be. And it was not as, it's not creative as anymore because you have the same DJ, I mean, the same producers who do the same beats, the same this and that. And um, it's kind of like, it, it turns me off. Because it's like, I like people who are, are, are doing something different, but it's true to themselves. So. Yes. 
Um, I've been listening to this podcast called Loud. It's like the history of reggaeton. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't. Oh, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Um, if you can, try and find it on Spotify. It's like eight episodes in right now. Um, but it's Evie Queen. She um, narrates it, and she goes literally through the history of where it came from, from Panama to where he went yeah, to Puerto Rico I, and all that. Podcast with like another um, Houston people, and they were like, I didn't know because we went through like the history of it. I didn't realize it, it was still banned from certain countries till like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird, <laughs> but it's a really good podcast. I really like highly recommend everybody check it out it's good and this is coming from somebody who's kind of like 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 reggaeton is like it's not as good as it used to be but learning the history i love learning history about music i love her history in general so where it came from from panama to puerto rico and then coming to new york and then just being this global music it's it's really just interesting so i highly recommend everybody check it out um Alrighty, so we have two segments that we're going to get into. Um, one of them is called Unpopular Opinions. So I don't have a button for that now, but I will later on. Um, but yeah, so this is the topic, uh, Unpopular Opinions, or the segment on Popular Opinions. So usually I let my guests go because they're the guests of honor. So um, tell me your unpopular opinions. On like what? Just like, like anything. Like anything, anything, everything. Wait, you go give me do one because I'm like confused. I need an okay. example. All right, so pretty much, I'll give you like an example. Like, I think that Pico de Gallo is trash. Okay. <laughs> That's my opinion. It's very unpopular. I've gotten a lot of shit for it. I might have gotten some death threats. I don't even know. <laughs> But and it could be about anything, not music related. Anything. It doesn't have to be. It could be about food. It could be about music. It could be about movies. It could be about um, social things that are going on right now. It could be anything. So. Okay. Shit. I'm trying to think of like an interesting one, but I'm like my mind is. You're like. No, literally, that's actually me right now. That's literally actually right now so it's funny that i um well before we'll we'll let you think but like me talking about like unpopular opinions i usually try to do them on instagram trying to get people's attention because Uh you know i want to i want like my podcast is this whole thing about community so i like having people interact with me i like interacting Mm -hmm. with them and um when this episode does come out Everybody will know that I'm doing a giveaway. So, guys, if you are listening to this, you have already probably seen the post of me talking about the giveaway, which starts next week. I mean, next week. So, pretty much, um, the only people that can be um, involved in this are the people that follow the podcast. So, if you're not um, following the podcast on Instagram, you can go to my link tree. You can follow Instagram um, and follow the podcast page and... That's one step. The second step is you have to answer the questions that are on my stories. So I already have my questions lined up. So everybody has to answer both of them in order for them to be um, entered in. So um, that's the second step. The third step 
is you have to listen to the podcast. I know some people are kind of like, I don't really listen to podcasts, but um, <laughs> if you want to win and you know you entered in the podcast, uh, the giveaway, seriously, listen to the to the episodes coming out next month, which I'm very excited because I got my friend Caesar coming on. He's a buddy of mine that I just made like a month and a half ago, <laughs> and. Um, um, he's going to be on my podcast. He's going to be my my um, special co-host. So we're going to talk about stuff like that. Um, I have conspiracy theory episode coming out, which might be very interesting for people. Cool. <laughs> I got a, a mini episode talking about my anniversary because it'll be the second um, anniversary of my podcast. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I have another talking about ghost stories. Which is a very popular one because everybody likes ghost stories for some reason. Yes. Um, and then I have two special guests next week. I mean, next month. Um, I'm doing a uh, Urban South Brewery. I don't know if anybody really knows about them, but um, they're a brewery here in Houston that specializes in um, craft beer. They do like chocolate pudding, vanilla cheesecake kind of beers and stuff like that. So they do really, really awesome, like off the wall stuff, but it's so good. Uh, they're one of my guests, and then I have um, BB Ding, who is a DJ for the Texas Emo Club. So I'm very excited to be having him because I've been going to the Texas Emo Club, um, save the Tuesdays for quite some time now. So it's going to be cool to interview him. So, anyways, okay. <laughs> I thought of one. All right. And okay, unpopular opinion. I think Lil Nas X is like the best rapper right now you know what <laughs> i i got, I, got, I think i have a, a sound for you let me let me find that hold up come on man seriously yes and i'll tell you why i'll okay, tell you give why me, give me your your reason so because i know he's getting a lot of hate for like certain things but you cannot deny that man's marketing skills i don't care what anyone tells me they're out there, but so the way he became big, he literally like this is like with um what is it called Alton Bro? Mm-hmm. It I think it took like six months to blow up, which is actually really really hard to do because yeah. it's like the first week you release your song that's critical because after that that's gonna tell you is it gonna blow up or not. So what he did, he like kept posting it on TikTok with just random videos, random trends, and he didn't give up for six months. So that's why, and even now, like, when he did the shoes with blood, you know, and he was like, I'm going to court, and he literally posted videos of going to court, and, like, I was a fool, and I really thought he was getting sued for it, like everyone, you know? And then the next week, he posted... The music video where he's like in jail and like there's a court scene. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can hate him as much as he wants, but his marketing skills have been there since day one. That's and I think yeah, a his... lot of people don't realize that. And I think like personally, like okay, yes, his his songs, like the the rap, it's not like they don't tell stories. I get it. But it's better than other rappers that are on. And he's, like, the first one. I mean, Michael Jackson was not a rapper, but he danced and he sang at the same time. I don't know any other guys that do that, that do 
that kind of music. So I think it's changing the game plan for that. And I'm I'm here for it. I was going to say Chris Brown, but nobody wants to talk about Chris Brown anymore. <laughs> he's more of like a singer. He's yeah. like, yeah. I, it's funny because I, I, um, my friend was asking for questions and topics to talk about. And I'm like, talk about the rise and fall of Chris Brown. And he was like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm not gonna talk about that. Wait, ultimately he did, but video play now. Yeah, he. It's kind of sad. I mean, but you know, I I don't want to get into it because I'm gonna get a little emotional. <laughs> I'm playing, but no. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good one. Song on like my MySpace. Um, forever. Mm-hmm. I was like obsessed with him in middle school. <sighs> MySpace. Like, was a, uh... I know. I'm like, you know, basically we're all coders if you think about it. When you would have to do the profile and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, simpler times back then. Okay, so I do agree with you. I'm not personally a little Nas X fan. I don't really like his music, but you do have to tip a hat to um, whoever is doing the pro marketing because it could be his manager, could be him. But I mean, he's getting into people's mouth. So I mean, literally and physically. Um, <laughs> So that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. Um, what was it? I had one. Uh, let me think. Uh, uh, man, I should have had these. I always usually have an unpopular opinions, but I never do. Um, dang, I had a good one. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> these are hard on the spot. Usually I would be like, I got them down. I would write them down like when I was at work, but since I'm huh. my my mind is somewhere else when I'm working, I totally forget to write them down. Um, I think I had one on my Facebook, but I don't remember. I might have said like uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. This is my own my own segment. And I don't even have a good unpopular opinion. Um, Let's, uh, man. Uh, oh, let's get this one. Okay, so I think it's okay for adults to buy kids meals. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. And people that think that's like freaking weird, um, one, it saves money. Two, uh, there's a less, that's a lower calorie count. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know. And three, you get a toy. So what's that's, that's cool. Yeah, but there's no, there's no issue there. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I that's kind of unpopular, but not really. So, but I, it's one that I check it out. So, um, I follow this thing on Reddit where it's like they give me like unpopular opinions. So usually uh-huh. when I can't think of unpopular opinions, I just go to Reddit okay. and grab them from there. So, um, since if you're thinking of another one, let me throw one out here. So we can get, I guess, the the, um, <laughs> the water rolling. So this person says, the watery ketchup you get when you don't shake the ketchup bottle is superior to normal ketchup. No, I would not. <laughs> the watery ketchup, that's gross. I hate that. It's like, no, no, that's like the, no. that's like the pre-cum of the ketchup. <laughs> Literally, it's not even ketchup, literally. No, they're uh, wrong. That's just disgusting. I don't agree with that at all. Do you like mustard? 
Um, it depends. It depends on what. Like, but can you eat something with just mustard? I can't. Um. Maybe a corn no. dog. That's about it. Yes, maybe a corn dog. That's that's probably the only thing. But like mustard, just like what's something now? Yeah, can't. like let me get a burger with just mustard. Like, ew, no. Maybe if I'm hungry, if that's all they have, I think I will. No, I don't think I could. Um. Alrighty. Uh, do you have another one, or no? You're still kind of thinking. No, I don't. All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna chug along on Reddit. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a here's one that's probably very controversial. Boomers are not idiots. <laughs> Those boomers, baby boomers, are not idiots. Um. I mean, I don't. I think, they're annoying. Yeah, they are annoying. I think it's the reason why people think they're like they're dumb or they think that like they're kind of stuck in their time is because it's because the time they grew up in. Everything yeah. was from like I think it was forty six, forty seven to like somewhere in the mid fifties. So the time they grew up in, the era they grew up in, things they were used to, they're kind of like they're like time capsules. So it's kind of like you get a look into like, man, this is how it was. This is how people thought like 50, 60, 70 years ago. So, and I mean, those people are smart. They've started so many businesses. They've started so many things that we are um, very blessed to have. Not so. They're just like you said, stuck in their time. Yeah, they're just, they're just old. They're stuck in their ways. I mean, my grandparents are kind of that way too. Um, they're stuck in their time, but. Um, my mom is like that about certain things. My parents too. My my dad's still stuck in the eighties, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I kind of, I can kind of agree with that. Uh, what? No. Someone said capes. Someone said capes should come back into fashion. Capes like Superman capes. Like yeah, like capes like like Prince used I- to wear and and Elvis and, and all that. Oh. Um... Can you see yourself rocking a cape on stage? Not here because we live in Texas. I'm like the only thing would be like if you get cold, it's like you have a blanket everywhere you go. But it's always so freaking hot here that it doesn't matter. I mean, cape's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be rocking one on stage. I feel like I would die of heat here with it. It's like, fuck! Why didn't it have to be leather? Okay, let's do like three more, and we'll see what okay. you get your take on this. Um, no, that's not a good one. Let's think. Oh no. Uh, okay, let's get your take on this. Uh, women okay. do not have to be inherently interesting on dating apps. Do not have to be interesting. Uh, yeah, they don't have to be inherently interesting. I'll agree with that. It's like, if you have a good picture, you can literally have absolutely nothing in your bio. That's true. <laughs> Those are the ones that get the so, most swipes. <laughs> I'm like, you don't, that, you're not interesting. You literally just have a good picture. They're pretty much doing the vice versa of guys where it's like, you have to be like mysterious and have no bio and just be like, come and find me or come and figure me out or whatever, stuff like that. So, um, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of, no, I think I'm on the other side. I think. You want to get to know, like, what yeah, they're about. Yeah, like, it's like, if yeah. I was on a, like, if I was on a dating app, um, 
I wouldn't just want to see a picture because it's like, okay, looks are appealing, yeah, but she could be a serial killer. I don't know. Yeah, or like, what if you go on a date with this person and you guys have absolutely nothing in common and you really wouldn't know? I've done that before, and yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you're just like you're sitting there, and she's just on her phone, and you're kind of like, so what do you want to talk? And it's just like I'm talking to somebody, and it's like, can I get the check? Yeah. <laughs> So I really think at least have something. I mean, if you're on there and you don't really like know what to put, just put like my favorite things are tacos and cat sweaters. And I like to listen to uh, yeah. Lana Del Rey uh, during rainstorms or whatever, something like that. You that know. would be fine. That would literally <laughs> be fine. I like cat sweaters and I like to listen to Lana Del Rey. Like no one would message me like that's a serial killer. <laughs> it's like... Hey, you don't kill people for fun, right? All right, swipe right. <laughs> uh, but I think it's also helpful for a lot of guys because a lot of guys kind of be like, they're like, well, what is this? Who does this girl into? Can I take her to uh, a bar and she's gonna like pl- pl- dance with me during eighties night? I don't know. You know, some people are kind of like iffy about that. So, um, uh, yeah, I guess you can. I can. We can do this one. This one's about music. This one says okay. listening listening to whole albums um, through one by one is usually more pleasurable than a mixed playlist. So uh, I'll read what this person. Yes, I would also say it depends on the artist. Yeah. So this guy says he has a Spotify premium and he follows albums and he has mixed playlists based on genres. Um, but when when I'm just vibing or working out, I prefer to listen to whole albums to over those playlists. Um, so, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I like listening to the whole albums instead of playlists because it's kind of like you want to listen through from beginning to end the whole vibe it's giving off. Yeah. So, so like when I listen to Drake's uh, new album or uh, Kanye's new album, I listen to it through and through. I'm like... Okay, what's the vibe? Getting what I'm getting off of here, and there's a lot of songs yeah. I like Drake's album more than I like Kanye's, even though I like Kanye. Yeah, me too. But Drake just has more. You know his vibe already. We've known his vibe since 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. So um, it was more appealing. So I, I I totally agree with that. I'd rather listen to whole albums than uh, mixed playlist. Alrighty, we got one more. One more, and then we'll go into the last segment of the show. Um, here's one. Every company should automatically give everyone a day off for their birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I mean, I'm everybody, not going to say no. Everybody takes off anyways. They're like, I'm taking off for my birthday. I can't. I know. Because, because, <laughs> because when I come back, mine's in January. Mine's right after the holidays. So it's like as soon as you come back. So I can't be like, oh, I had these weeks off. We come back the next day. Can't be here. That Because <laughs> my birthday's on the 5th of January. So it's uh, right after those holidays. So. Bummer. Do I, don't I have. Uh, I have something. Here, we'll do we'll do this one. We'll do this little sound. That's what sucks. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Everyone takes off for the birthday. I took off for my birthday, which was last Monday. So I took off Sunday, Monday, because I was like, hey, look, I'm gonna drink. Okay. I'm gonna get a little tipsy. I wanna I wanna wake up and be like, 
awesome. I don't have Not to go to work. Yeah. Which I didn't really drink a lot, but um yeah, everyone should have off for their birthday. I don't know who would not agree with that. It's like not, they're not going to like come with you with a cake and be like, here, happy birthday, you know? Well, some people like to be there. Like, I don't care, but like to see <laughs> their stuff is going to get decorated at work. Like, yeah. I could care less. Well, I don't have a desk, so. <laughs> yeah. Is, I, I worked in a cubicle once and they did it, but. It's just like. Eh, I'd rather be at home sleeping, waking yeah. up at like 10 o'clock and just be like, all right, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with that. All right. So thank you, Reddit, for that because <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> think of anything. So yeah. um, this is the next uh, segment of our show. It's called What Are You Listening To? And I actually have music to this one. So what do you listen to? There we go. So it's called What Are You Listening To? Pretty much, I think I remember telling you, you pretty much are just telling me what have you been listening to lately for the past three days, a week, a month, a year. What's been your vibe? Is it something new? Is it something old? Is it something that you rediscovered? Is it something that someone's like, hey, check this out? You know, hey. Um, so tell me what have you been listening to lately? This is really basic, but a lot of Willow Smith okay. lately. Um, she's so good. Like, I didn't realize that till lately, honestly, when like her stuff with Travis Baker came out. Mm-hmm. Um, to her, a lot of Mana. I listen to a lot of Mana all the time, which is like the Spanish rock band. I'm not a fan uh, of Mana. <laughs> you don't like Mana? No, I. Growing up, I heard it. And I it just didn't. It wasn't appealing to me. And then when I got into a Spanish rock band. They kept like comparing everything we did. You're like, y'all sound like Mana, right? And I'm like, no. Okay. <laughs> no. So my dad is from Guadalajara, which is a town that they're from. Mm-hmm. So growing up, like Mana was critical in my household. So I'm yeah. Like, we're um, listen to this and this only. <laughs> yeah, no, kind of, literally. <laughs> um, um, and. Lately, I honestly haven't listened to a lot of Doja Cat, if I'm being honest. Okay, so Doja Cat, we got some Mana, we got some Willow. Um, what else do you got? Sorry, I was checking message. Um, I always listen to Angeles Azules, because Cumbia. I found this new Cumbia, like, band. I think they're called, like... Santa Fe Cumbia, okay. something like that. But they they are like they're from the states, okay. so they do a lot of different stuff, and I think that's cool. And I don't know if you've heard of this guy. He he's, he's a Spanish. His name is Guayana. Guayana, probably not. The reggaeton. He's not reggaeton. Like honestly, he raps. But he has a song with Ángeles Azules. He just did one with Gloria Trevi. Okay. Um, but he's cool. He's newer, so he's not really like a lot of people know him. Yeah. But stuff like that. Sounds good. Sounds good. I like that. I like that. It's a little, a little bit of different genres. A little bit of different people. That's awesome. Um, me, I've been pretty basic lately. I've been trying to get into Spotify a little bit more, but. Um, nothing mm-hmm. really, but really, I've been listening to 
some George Harrison from the Beatles. Uh, Casey Musgraves is one of my favorite. I oh, love her yeah. music. Uh, even though my girlfriend thinks she's trash, I'm like, you don't know shit. <laughs> what do you like? Um, well, first off, she hates Lana Del <laughs> She likes um, Amy Winehouse. She likes um, Linkin Park, uh, Underrow, Slipknot. She has like tons of other music that she listens to, but like those are like her main core, like Amy Winehouse and all that. Lana. Yeah. Um, who else? I do like Doja Cat. I've been listening to um, uh, Thundercat, of course. There's this oh. guy. Yeah, Thundercat is pretty good. There's um, this artist. He's kind of like a DJ, and his genre it's called um, uh, Future Funk. Uh, his name is Flamingosis. He's a really cool DJ. I've been listening to his music for a while. Um, okay. He's, so he's he's pretty cool. You might like it. It's kind of like an old school vibe. And of course, Kanye, Drake, J. Cole, and stuff like that. So that's pretty much what I've been listening to lately. Oh, you know who I've been listening to again that I really like? Um, Rosalia. She gets like mixed reviews, but I really like Rosalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my girlfriend was like, you should check her out. You should play her because we were at a party. She was like, you should play her music. And I'm like, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm Have okay. you ever listened to her? I've heard a couple of things, but I was like, mm-hmm, you know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I hit or miss with her. I like her because she incorporates, because she produces her stuff. Mm-hmm. So she incorporates, like, the music where she's from with anything that she does. And I think that's cool. That's really hard to do, actually. Yeah, that is. I mean, where is she from? Where is she from? She's from Spain, so she puts flamenco on everything, oh, like one okay. another. And like, if you think about it, that's not an easy genre to make like reggaeton with. That's actually really hard. Yeah, they really don't have anything over there in Spain, yeah. so it's kind of like. Oh, but it's like a lot of people hate on her, but it's like that. That's actually like, if you don't like her, whatever. But just like that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, is she the one that's dating Bad Bunny, or is that somebody else? She's not. They did a song together, and I think everyone just assumed they were dating. Ah, uh, okay. See, this is someone as an outsider who doesn't <laughs> doesn't know the gossip, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's our second segment. Um, are there any local artists that you listen to that you want to like tell people like, hey, this is a person from Houston that you should check out or anything like that? Do you like have you like hooked up with other like Houston acts yeah. and stuff like that? I have, but also, like, a lot of just, like, Texas artists. So, I always like to shout out girls that I see, like, doing the same thing as Mm -hmm. me. So, I don't know any other Houston artists that are girls. But there's a girl in uh, Dallas. Her name is Katarina. And she does rap and R&B. And it's in Spanish and English. There is a girl in San Antonio, and her name is Eugenia, and she does reggaeton. She's really good. There's also um, two girls that I personally know in Austin. One of them, her name is um, Ayo Tams. I have a song with her, actually. Okay. It's called Lindas, and she's she's rap but she's like super like seductive with her stuff like it's really cool it's like you could say like meg the stallion vibes but like slow you know yeah and then um dj lamoon she is a dj in austin but she also has her own music 
Okay. All right. That's ooh. That's that's some new music to get into. <laughs> Check yeah. that out. They're really they're really dope. Yeah. So do you get do you get to come to shows like around here when you're not busy working or anything like that? Yeah, I actually went to Geo Chamba's show in Wonky Power. Oh, okay. Okay. When they had that show, I went. Um, well, recently, like within the last month and a half, I honestly haven't gone anywhere because I've been sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I try. I try to go to small stuff. Um, yeah. So, have you heard of a of a camera cult? Yes, I do, and I know the um, the girlfriend of one of the guys, the one that does those t shirts for Mija Cultura. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's jo- a Cultura shirt. Yeah, Joanne's Joanne's a friend of mine. We went to high school together. Oh, cool! Yeah, I met her. Yeah, they're. Uh, Joanne and uh, Carla, yeah, they, they've been on the podcast before too. So shout out to them; they're really cool people. Yeah, they are super cool. They asked me to take some pictures, and they were so nice. And it actually was raining the entire time. <laughs> we were outside. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, um, I've had them, and I've had Camera Colt both on on the podcast. Like I said, they're friends of mine. I know Ricky. I know um, the the guy with the glasses. His name is David. We grew up together since we were little, little kids. His mom and my mom were best friends, our best friends. So we grew up together. I know Ricky. And then, of course, I know his girlfriend, Joanne. Um, we went to high school together. So I know them. So they're really good friends. Shout out to those two guys, uh, Camera Colt and Mija Cultura. Um, but, yeah, uh, Camera Colt's a pretty cool band. You should try to, like, hook up with them and see if you can do a show with them. Yeah, I should. I should. You're right. You're actually very right. Yes. If, if you need some help, I know Ricky. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, bro, she wants to do a show with you. Hey, shit, do a song with her. Fuck it. <laughs> yes, that would be cool. Um, I'm t- or like, honestly, my next step is more like indie, more rock, but still with reggaeton in it, which is like that's why it's really fun because it's fun creating the sound like that yeah yeah I, oh, that'd be interesting i want to hear that that's gonna be that's yeah gonna be it's cool the, uh, it's with savani actually so that'd oh, be cool okay i see what you're doing pizza pick you i see you <laughs> yeah. i like him this song because there was only one song like that at the time mm-hmm. bad bunny did a song with rock and, is it that uh, uh that anime kind of looking one is that or is that something else oh, it was before that one before okay. that album he only had one song like that Oh, and okay. it was literally right before that, and I sent it to him, and I was like, do you think we can do something like this? He was like, let me see what I can do. And then we, I was like, no, wait, do this, do this. And then literally a month later, Fat Bunny put out that album with all of that, and I was like, oh, everyone's going to think I, like, copied <laughs> all of that. But it was when he only had that one song. But it sounds really good. It'll probably come out, like, 2022, like, when the year's starting out. But okay. that's one that I was like, that's my favorite song I've ever done. So, guys, keep your ears open for that and your eyes open to check that out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting. Do you, um, do you know any more venues you want to try to do here locally? Like, have you reached out to, like, um, Satellite Bar or, like, uh, White Oak Music Hall or anything uh, like that? White Oak. I've reached out to them. I haven't heard anything, but, like, that would be, like, so cool for me. Yeah, I mean, to get you, like, somewhere more where more people can see you. Because, I mean, of course, everybody's... Might like to go to the smaller shows, but like to get to like a venue where it's more accessible to a lot more people, different people yeah. who don't listen to your music would be a great thing. So, yeah, you should. Oh, you should try Satellite Bar. They're always looking for people. So and I know 
like Cameron oh, yeah, Colton right. them do that shows there too. So yes, I know. I like so somebody asked me about like for Axelrod. Yeah, but right now I am limiting because to be one hundred and ten percent honest, like even my show in like three weeks from now, I like can't sing still because of my pneumonia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, but yeah. Well. I'm excited for it. Hopefully, you do get better and your voice gets better, and then you just like wah, everybody. Oh, I hit the mic. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, so, we are getting closing to the end of the show. So, before we close, any shout outs, anything you want to say, let the guests know. I mean, let the guests, the listeners know where they can find you, um, new music that can be coming out soon, just whatever. Let, let the floodgates open. So you can, first off, thank you so much for having me and contacting me. No problem. Thank you. I mean, like I said, I follow you on Instagram. I see your stuff on TikTok. And I'm like, this girl is super interesting. I got to have her on the podcast. So thank you, first off. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Spotify, Apple, on other major streaming services, and um, Genex, Serrano. And you can also find me on Instagram. I have a Twitter and Facebook, but I literally, like, never get on it. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> so, and then um, I have my TikTok, which I think that's honestly where I post the most, I would say. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Any shout-outs? Um, I want to shout out my dancers, because they help me with everything. Rian Sule. And my music manager, Jonathan, and my sister's lesson cat, because that's like my little team that helps me. Shout out to all you guys. You're doing a great work. Especially you. You're you're the you're the star. They're the ones they want to come and see. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it was great having you on, Janex. Um we will definitely do this again. We'll try this. I wanna do an episode where I can get local artists like to sit down, like kind of like a round table discussion, but like different genres and talk about experiences you know, that we've gone I, to and stuff like that. I help do um, a small market. It's like women and I help with like the performers that we're going to have. I'll send you the information and you can like go that day and you can contact anyone that you want to be on your podcast. Cause there's going to be, they're all from Houston. Nice. <laughs> all right well, hey thanks for that that'd be awesome you know because like i said that's kind of the idea like i wanted to take geo but i know geo's very busy um geo ricky from camera cold it would be cool to have you it'd be cool to have like different artists hip-hop and like have a roundtable discussion and talk about what it what it means to like do music in houston the struggles that we go through and like the influences stuff like it maybe like somewhere in season six season seven um i'm still working out like the kinks and stuff like that for new episodes but hopefully um i'll get to have something like that but you will definitely come back on the podcast sooner yeah. sooner or later so um hopefully like a couple months we're like hey so what have you been doing lately <laughs> <laughs> all right well Thank you again for coming on the podcast. It, it means a lot to me that you um, you said yes because not a lot of people say yes. So, um, oh, yes. So I mean, like I said, I want to highlight Houston. 
local artists, Latinos, Latinas out there doing music and show the world, hey, man, we're doing something here, you know, and especially during Hispanic mm-hmm. Heritage Month where we are celebrating our, our rich history and our rich culture. And me, I love, you know, um, helping out my fellow Latinos and Latinas and stuff like that and putting them up, putting them up and just be like, hey, look, guys, we're all in this together. We all need to celebrate and love each other. Um, let's quit the bullshit. Hey, I don't like you because you're Puerto Rican. Hey, I don't like you because you're something. No, let's just let's put all that, squash all that, and let's all mm-hmm. be united and come one together because once we're united, yeah. we're stronger. Yes. So, but I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Like I said, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It means a lot. Um, uh, I will send you a message afterwards so I can send you some free merch. So, um, yeah, that's like that's just the end of the podcast. So, like again, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Um, you thank guys, you you, well, it pleasures all pleasures all mine, um, or however you say. It. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so you guys can find me on Instagram at Inside the Northside Podcast. You can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter. That's kind of hard for you to remember. You can go to my link tree, which is www.linktr.ee slash all caps INTNS. It has the links to everything, my social, my, um, my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, my YouTube you follow the YouTube, subscribe. I have some good episodes on there, like I did with Sivani. I did with Amanda Solis as well. Um, Selena impersonator, but she's also doing her own music career as well. Um, I got some also great podcasters as well, so follow the YouTube. Um, if you guys want to donate to the podcast, which I don't really do much because I don't, I feel like I'm a beggar. Like, please give me some money, please. I need some money. I need help. Um, but if you guys want to donate to the podcast, I have PayPal, I have uh, Venmo, I have uh, Cash App. If you guys want to just donate a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, whatever, that goes to merch. That goes to helping me make my setup a little bit more better, which it's it's good enough. But you can always make it better. Um, so, uh, what else? You can like and subscribe, like I said, to YouTube. Follow the Instagram for the giveaway. Like I said, it's going to start next week. So hopefully you are keeping, <laughs> keeping an eye on the stories and participating so you could win. Um, I'm probably just going to let this out now. Uh, there's going to be two winners. Um, you are in the running to win $100. Much. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so there'll be two winners. So it'll be like $200. Um, the gift could be straight money. It could be a gift card. It could be uh, $100 worth of whatever. Um, so that is the giveaway, guys. Um, that's a little sneak peek of what's going to be happening. So follow the podcast, listen to the episodes, uh, answer the questions, and you guys will be able to participate in the giveaway. All right, enough of me talking. It's already late, and I know... Uh, we got stuff to do. So, again, thank you guys for watching, listening to this episode. Thank you, Janice, for being on here. It means a lot. I know I said that like 300 times, but it means a lot. And we're all in this together. We're H-Town. We're going to support you. I will support you. I will promote your stuff and everything. So, um, as I always say in closing, God bless. Peace. Uh, we'll see you next week for our October episodes with Caesar of the Silly Goose podcast. So 
All right, guys. Have a good night and goodbye.